de podcast on Church Life with Matthew, Mark and Luke. Well, hello and welcome to episode four of Trusting God. I'm Matthew and I'm here with Luke and Mark, um, more or less. Yeah. When I say I'm... I'm... We're, we're waving at you, Matthew. Thank you, Mark. <laughs> when I say I, I'm here with Luke and Mark, uh, we're recording this at the height of the coronavirus panic, disaster, whatever. I'll, we'll, we'll find out in due course. Uh, and so we're doing this remotely so as to protect a wide range of elderly relatives. Um, <laughs> so I suppose it's uh, only reasonable that we should now continue to talk about what it means to trust God. Uh, we've been going through three or four things, and I had originally planned something very different for this. It was going to be the final episode. And then at the weekend, I had a thought, which, I, which I'm going to hope... Matthew. Sorry? An epiphany. An epiphany. Thank you, Luke. An epiphany. I shall, I shall epiphanate. Uh, I remembered a little line from the Gospels, and it's in the Garden of Gethsemane, and Jesus said to his father, I don't know if you remember, probably the most famous line, um, where he says, please don't put me through this, but your will, not mine, uh, to his father. And it left me thinking about trusting God in a slightly different way because to a significant extent when we talk about trusting God we're thinking about our particular earthly needs um, and which obviously is a particularly powerful thought right now um, and we're just thinking I need this I need this Lord will you provide it please will you make sure there's enough will you make sure there's enough in the shops tomorrow will you ensure that business survives will you whatever it is lord can you take care of my needs and i went back to the stories we've talked about and the first thing we talked about was abraham um do you remember the lord spoke to him and the lord told him to do something and it was a bit mad because if it was sane, normal and reasonable, the Lord wouldn't need to say it. Plenty of people would do it anyway. But the Lord spoke to Abraham and said, follow me, basically. Just leave everything you've got and follow me. It's exactly what he said to the disciples. And throughout the Gospels, when the Lord calls people, it's very simple. Just follow me. Drop everything. And it's an absolutely terrifying thing to do. It's and there's a reason most of the people who followed him didn't have much to start with. And it's not because they were better men than the, the wealthier or better off people who, who didn't follow Jesus. Well, it, it might in one or two cases, I'm sure. But for the most part, it's because they had less to lose. And you get enough in this world and you get really tied down to it. You get bogged down to it and your life becomes about the things of this world it's not it's not right or wrong it's just natural it's what happens and it struck me 
that we think of trusting God, we, we lean towards thinking, Lord, provide what I want, provide what I need, and that's and I trust that the Lord will provide me what I need, and that that's what it's about. It really, uh, I'm not sure that's got that much to do with it. Think of the big stories about trusting the Lord. Abraham, leave everything and follow me. It's got nothing to do with what Abraham wants in life. It has nothing to do with Abraham's cash flow. It's got nothing to do with his his vision, his 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 five year his dreams. <laughs> Thank you, Luke. His dreams, his five year goals. Um, it's his bucket list. His, his bucket. Health. Sorry, Mark. Go ahead. His health. His health. No, it's not even about his health. Um, and at that point, it's not about his ability to have children, even. Yeah, and you think of the others. They when. Peter, John, Andrew and the others followed Jesus. It, I'm sure their flesh was mixed up in there. Of course it was. But essentially it's follow me. And trusting the Lord is for them. Uh, I mean, there's a place where Jesus expresses it very nicely. He says, he says, don't worry about tomorrow. He says, you know, food, drink, shelter, all of that. Your father knows you need all that. It's almost a throwaway line from the Lord. It's yeah, yeah, yeah. We, we we'll cover that. Don't worry. Oh, um, but that's that, the boring. Yeah, that's absolutely. Look, that's the boring stuff. That's not why we're here. It really isn't. It's just, it's just what you need. Um, but trusting the Lord is, what is it actually the Lord has called you to do? Where is it He's called you to be? What are the what's the next step He's called you to take? What's the place the Lord has chosen to put you in? And will the Lord take care of all the things that matter when you go after him? Sure. But actually trusting the Lord is about following the Lord where he takes you. Israel in the wilderness. What's the difference between wandering around the wilderness and going back to Egypt? Egypt. Egypt has better food, there's better shelter, but they had to believe that the Lord was leading them somewhere and that it mattered to follow him. And it, it took a lot to get them out of Egypt. I mean, they could have fled Egypt at any time and they didn't. I mean, difficult to flee with everybody, but large groups of them could and they didn't. But what was it to trust the Lord? What is manna? Manner is the Lord just, yeah, you need food, I'll take care of it. But what really matters is you're my people and we're together. And I'm going to take you to the place that I've prepared for you. So we will have a fifth um, session on trusting the Lord, but it struck me trusting the Lord is not primarily about my earthly needs or your earthly needs. It's not about what I need today, tomorrow, etc. It's about something, it's about eternal things and meeting them on this earth. Even though we can't see them, even though they don't make sense to anything of this earth, to trust the Lord is to hear his voice and then to follow that, however mad that is.
and to trust that the Lord will take care of, you know, the boring stuff. So, it's, yeah, seemed important to, to toss this one in. And remember, what is it we're called to? Where is it we're going? And who is it we're following? And to go after that with everything we've got. So. Just thinking, you know, when you started off by saying that um, the Lord was in the Garden of Gethsemane and says, you know, look, yet not my will, but yours. And it's like, it's, it's at that point, it wasn't about the Lord's needs, whatever no. they might be. No. You know, all, all through his ministry, at least all, all through his recorded ministry in that sense, um, you know, you see references of, yeah. I, I always see, you know, I only do what I see my father doing. Yeah. Absolutely. At that last point before the crucifixion, even he prayed, "Yet yeah, not my will, but yours." Yeah. I don't. I don't know. I can't begin to imagine what his will, the Lord's will, might have actually been if it wasn't to do with the will of the Father anyway. But that's that's cries out to me of his humanity. It does absolutely. Yeah, the fact that he knows what it's like to walk in our footsteps. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay, well, thank you both for your time, and hopefully we'll be here again next week. For more information, see our website www.churchlife.uk or email us at info at churchlife.uk